Good morning and welcome to our service uh, from the Burnham Benefice this morning, Sunday 28th of June, the third Sunday after Trinity. After a short moment of quiet, our service will begin with a piece of music played by Tom and Henrietta Fair, uh, rather uh, jollily called Bats in the Belfry. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments 
and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now we join together in the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the Collect for the third Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and have sent the Spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from Jeremiah, chapter 28, starting at verse 5. The prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfil the words that you have prophesied and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. But listen now to this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes true, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent that prophet. The second reading is from Romans Chapter 6, starting at verse 12. Do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies, 
to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, having once been slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the form of teaching to which you were entrusted, and that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness for sanctification. When you are slaves of sin, you are free in regard to righteousness. So what advantage did you then get from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of these, those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. And our Gospel reading this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 10 beginning at verse 40. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, None of these will lose their reward. This is the Gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what advantage did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? Fagin, in Oliver Twist, after he is condemned to death, is given a chapter in the cell he waits for his execution. Dickens writes this. He had only one more night to live. It was not until the night of this last awful day that a withering sense of his helpless, desperate state came in its full intensity upon his blighted soul. Not that he had ever held any defined or positive hope of mercy but that he had never been able to consider more than the dim possibility of dying so soon. 
He had sat there awake, but dreaming. Now he started up every minute, and with grasping mouth and burning skin, hurried to and fro, in such a paroxysm of fear and wrath, that even they who waited on him recoiled from him with horror. He cowered down on his stone bed, and thought of the past. Now Fagin is cruelly painted throughout this book, and we cannot draw a line under, nor be but horrified at Dickens's anti-Semitic language, which is especially strong in the early chapters of the book. But reaching the end, after many hours of audio listening, I found myself asking exactly the question that Paul asked us this morning, and at the critical moment, I wonder whether Fagin asked himself while he thought of the past. So what advantage did you gain from all of the things of which you are now ashamed? Was Fagin, the receiver of stolen goods, the thief and teacher of boys, the author of Nancy's murder, was Fagin ever happy? I want to say no. He may have had a pride momentarily in the artful dodger, and a deal of self-conceit for his own imagined ingenuity and control of others. But throughout the book I read no joy which he might have taken in any moment. Reading Paul always takes us to the Damascus Road. For as much as any man, Paul understands the transformation wrought in our lives when we grasp the full meaning of Jesus Christ's life, death and resurrection. Paul was, if you like, pulled up by his bootstraps and turned from persecution to belief. He tells us, No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. He explains, in the metaphors familiar to his time, that if God is our master, then we shall be informed by his teaching, and our road will no longer be from iniquity to iniquity, but from blessing to blessing, and ultimately to eternal life. Paul says, we live under grace, or as we might say, we live by grace, and grace is something free. God bestows it on us all. We do not need to earn it, or hoard it, or steal it, or teach others to steal it for us. It is not accumulated, but simply given. It is by the grace of God that we are forgiven. For things of which we are now ashamed that we wish we had not thought or said or done. And who better than Paul to tell us that? Saul, who ordered the stoning of Stephen, and is now Paul, can really tell us that. There is much in biblical teaching about reaching heaven and that this is a reward of a good life. So with this in mind, the contrast between Fagin on his stone bench in the prison, a few steps on the scaffold, and Paul's conviction that he will receive the free gift of eternal life could not be greater. 
But please let us not miss that following Jesus is joyful. We move from blessing to blessing as we grow in faith and learn and live. So please, let us see the advantage of living under grace now. Amen. We join together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Heavenly Father, we bring your church before you. We pray for our leaders everywhere, and especially now for the steps being taken to reopen the churches for worship. Show us how to be careful, and especially how to be sensitive, as we come back in person to praise you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, there is so much wrong with the world that we cannot grasp all the priorities in our minds. We remember, though, that we achieve nothing in our own strength, but only with your help. Be with the leaders of the nations and guide their responses to the many challenges they presently face. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, as we significantly ease our lockdown rules across the country, help us to remember the NHS, all those who work so hard and at such personal risk to bring the pandemic under control. And let us all be fully responsible so that we do not again place them in the cauldron 
of a Covid spike and all that they will then need to do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are ill and we ask that you draw near, strengthen them and be with those who diagnose and nurse and treat those who need medical help. Lord, let your presence and your touch be in those places. We pray, Lord, today for Val and for Mason and for Sonia. And we ask you, Lord, to also remember all those whose names we do not know, but who you do know. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all those that we love and those we see no more. We pray this morning for those who have recently died, and among them we name the friends and family of Michael Hall-Smith, Bill Offord, of Douglas Webdale, and also Patricia Jennings. Lord, lighten the steps of those who mourn. Help them in these peculiarly difficult times to find ways to hear your voice, to see your light, and to remember their loved ones. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, shepherd of the sheep, who came to find and save the lost, we think and pray for any who have wandered from your fold. We ask, Lord, that you would give us the right words and the right actions to show them the way home to you. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning in our regular Sunday podcast. Um, there's an important notice this week that uh, churches have now been permitted to open for public worship. And so next Sunday, the 5th of July, which is the fourth Sunday after Trinity, there will be uh, physical services uh, at All Saints Thorpe at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning. There will be services of communion. They will be said services because we're not yet allowed to sing. And there will, of course, be special provisions for uh, making sure we're COVID secure uh, in terms of social distancing and in terms of receiving the single element, the bread. And at 6.30 at Burnham Sutton, there will be a service of evening prayer, according to the Book of Common Prayer. But again, as regulations presently say, 
uh, without singing. Um, in addition, I will continue to uh, prepare this podcast for those of you who are still shielding or who feel that it may still be a little bit too early uh, to come to a building and mix with others. But really, everybody is welcome and uh, we promise to be as safe as we possibly can and we look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.